Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. to have you with us on the show today. We have a lot going on, as always. I feel as time goes until there's a training camp, we no need to talk Matt off the ledge. <laughs> yeah, we right? just finished this season. I'm not, wor- I'm not ready for that just yet. Oh, you will be. It's going to be building time. You sit there and you try to build what's going on. You know, build your team, keep your players, get rid of players. Right? You would be great at that. Okay, not at the acquiring a talent. You wouldn't be very good at that. But the ability of the person we had to handpick to go tell the player they're done, you'd be the guy. <laughs> the axe. Right? AKA the Turk. <laughs> Right? In training camp, they called the Turk. Turk comes a calling. That would be you. It would be a role that you would relish. Bring your playbook. Uh oh. <laughs> Not good. See, this is where, I, you know, if I had to pick a job in the NFL, that would be your job. Because I think you'd enjoy it. <laughs> In some Get cases, yes. In some cases, no. Why? When wouldn't you? I don't know. If it was like a real good, feel-good type of player, but they're just the numbers just didn't work for him roster-wise, I'd feel bad about that one. Jason Peters. At this point, no. So you'd walk up to Jason Peters, your stature versus his, oh. and sell, tell him to get lost. I'd be lying if I weren't a little intimidated or make sure I had a uh, backup, but yeah, <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to retire. Moose, Rocco, get his playbook. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. See, I, I think it's a kind of job that you'd relish. Now, the other person that would love to do that Get over here. Get out of here. Yes. You're done. Fired. I'm smarter than you. Ever been to Ward 4? <laughs> the suit would be... In fact, wouldn't be the Turk. The suit would be... Now, Metallica can't control itself, but the suit would be the Grim Reaper. You come in with the hood up. <laughs> Just to, you know, this is your guy. 
Yes, it is. Well, I wouldn't have admitted that, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's this that time of the year they're going to start tearing down and rebuilding. Uh, and again, we're wondering what's going to happen with your quarterback. He is still a member of your team today. As much as you want to bag him. It is a little surprising he's still with the team. And some of the stuff I've been hearing throughout the day today doesn't make me feel that comfortable, any more comfortable about the situation right now. Why are you uncomfortable? You're you have you're on this show. I'm always comfortable on the show, but when anytime we get to the Eagles, then it gets a little uneasy with how things are right now. <laughs> when your team is, has gone from a Super Bowl champion to being one of the hot messes of the NFL in three years, that's not great. Not a great feeling. I'm a Giants fan. I've got Dave Gettleman. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah, but right now I, I pick your. I think your team is in better shape than my team oh, right I, now. No, there's no, there's no doubt. We have, we have more talent, better organized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, when you're sitting there on the final day of the season, you beat Washington, and you're saying, "Hey, you know, it's six and ten. If we're if the, if the Redskins can lose, you know, well, watch yeah. the Washington football team can lose." Okay. While it's better than where you were. <laughs> Still not where you want to be, yeah. It's not where you want to be. Okay? Not where you want to be. Uh, no no question. All right. Uh, we have a lot going on today. We've got Neil Kulong today. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL uh, losing... 18 million viewers in a six-year span. Now, while they're in better shape than everybody else, and there's no getting around it, they are in better shape than everybody else. Uh, It still has to be something they have to sit down and not take for granted. Now, everybody was down. I mean, the NFL, its regular season, while being down, believe it or not, was actually in better shape than almost everybody else. And everybody else is aching to have 96.4 million viewers. I mean, everybody's aching to have that. Uh, So there's no getting around it. But the rating was 38.2. You know the last you know the last time they had a rating that low it was Super Bowl 3 when the Jets beat the Colts they had a 36 rating. It's only the 7th Super Bowl with less than a 40 rating. Now the streaming numbers are up, that's fine. The streaming numbers were up 65%. But it wasn't enough to close the gap. It wasn't enough to get them to a million. When you look at 
what other sports did on the comeback. The NBA, for example, the finals were down 51% over a year ago. The World Series was down 30%. Now, the Masters, again, at a time of the year you don't expect it, was down 48%. So that's not a surprise. College football was down some. Once the Blue Bloods got going, it closed the gap. I think college football was down 10%, but the college football playoff was down to its lowest level ever. Why? Why? Why is everybody... Now, Stanley Cup was at a different time of the year. NBA was at a different time of the year. But guess what? A 51% drop? You're playing those games in the middle of the week. You aren't playing them on Saturday and Sunday. So it's not going to be NFL competition. Part of it, without question, is the lack of atmosphere at these games. There's no getting around it. The lack of atmosphere. I mean, look, you know, last night it's the Breslin Center. Penn State's playing Michigan State. That place is always, always hopping. All the time. Well, last night there's nobody there. Nobody. And it just, even on, you know, on TV, it feels different. But there are other, look, there are other factors too, that are playing into this. Some of it's time of the year, but there's a couple things that, it, you know, that the NFL is going to sit back and say, uh, "Why is this happening? Have we done something? Are we doing something that's turning off our fan base?" Are we doing multiple things that are turning off our fan base? What is it? And now you have something, a new phenomenon that's about to hit the NFL that has, in part, I think, not helped the NBA. You're getting the players now who are getting very bold about demanding trades and and picking the spot they want to play in. We've seen that in the NBA over and over again. And now we're gonna now we're seeing it with Deshaun Watson, and we might be seeing it with Russell Wilson. These guys were thrilled beyond words to sign their no trade contracts. It was a big part for both of them to have no trade contracts. Now, in a short period of time, they both want to be traded. Well, do you think that that lights up the fans? And there's more to it than that. We all know it, too. And again, not having Philadelphia be relevant, I think, has hit the nation hard. 
That's right. There's Eagle no. fans nationwide. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Every airport I run into is another Eagles fan. <laughs> Ooh. See, as many out there as Titans fans. No. <laughs> Let's not go that far. <laughs> yeah, there's certain there are certain teams that are national brands. The Steelers are, the Cowboys are. And the Eagles have a lot of fans. But this is a Super Bowl that should have set up nicely for the NFL. You have people that love Brady and wanted to see him succeed on his own. You have people that want to watch the game to watch Brady lose because they don't like Brady. He's won too much for them. And you got Patrick Mahomes, who is as electric a player as there is in the game. You have the defending champion. You have an underdog with Brady, a quarterback. They had they had the storylines and the scenario, and they had a ton of people watching, but not like six years ago. They're eighteen million down. Why? What has transpired in six years? Because when Malcolm Butler picked off that pass at the goal line, the NFL was on the high of all highs that day. And that was another Brady Super Bowl, which, by the way, we had Russell Wilson on the other side. And then, and you don't have competition. What's your competition? Nobody dares go against it. It's all reruns of Murder, She Wrote. And Hogan's Heroes. No, just kidding. But no, but nobody is programming any competition against it. Now, I should point out that Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol went head-to-head successfully in my house over the pregame show. You didn't like that. Well, I still enjoyed, even though I brought up my one tirade about uh, one of their topics. So, I guess I can understand it to a point. What was your tirade? Oh, the, the, so, the, there's so many of them, I lose track. <laughs> not not denying that's wrong. Um, no, it was the Patriots fans uh, feeling bad for them with Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl, that whole shebang. Oh. Because they've won six and you've won one. Well, it's not even just that. It's just they, they've had they have a lot of championships sports I'm just, wide. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, in this century, they've won four World Series. You've won one. They've won Stanley Cup. You've won none. One NBA title. You've won none. Six Super Bowls, you've won one. There you go. Okay. So, I mean, so that's 12 to 2. Spare me.
I mean, on the surface, it only seems like a big number. <laughs> sure. You sound jealous. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to totally deny that, but... <laughs> I mean, just because they're really good at throwing parades because they're used to it. I like Tampa's parade today. I'd like to see more of those. Why, because it was warm? Yeah. Well, the NFL has some issues. Some of it's been self-inflicted, for goodness sakes. I, you know, I think you look back on... on um, What happened and how they handled the Ray Rice situation, how they handled Adrian Peterson, how they handled the, the quote, deflate gate. They didn't do themselves any favors there, among other items. The NFL went on a roll for 10 years where you felt like they were untouchable. Well, we've got Neil Kulong today. We got Len Shapiro, Washington Post today. Uh, I'm Marty Schottenheimer, and uh, we'll talk a little minor league baseball as well because the MLB draft league schedule is out. Got all that and more coming up today. And if you see Matt, he'll be the one wearing uh, the green shirt today. That's right. For envy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us. Today's show brought to you by. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Well, there's nothing like sitting in February, looking at the snow outside, and talking baseball. Scott Walker is the general manager of the State College Spikes. The Spikes and the Williamsport Crosscutters yesterday released their respective 68-game schedules starting May 24th and going to August 13th. Scott, great to have you with us. Well, thanks for having me, Steve. And uh, we're back, baby, and we're ready for baseball back here in Happy Valley this spring. Absolutely, and it's going to get rolling actually the weekend before Memorial Day. It's going to start out on Monday the 24th. How do you like the time frame, Scott, based on this market of May 24th to August 13th? I'm excited, um, you know, especially to see what happens on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you know, you see what happens in town traditionally with the Hoppy, Happy Volley, Volleyball Tournament every year. There's a bunch of people in town, so... I like it. Uh, it's definitely moved up a little bit, about three weeks or so. We end uh, in the middle of August. August 13th, Friday the 13th, will be our final home game. One of 34 this year compared to 38 in the past. So it's 
it's a lot uh, of the same that you've come to know and expect at the ballpark. And we, uh, Joe Putnam and the rest of the gang here, are working our butts off to make sure that we have a successful 2021 season. And there's a lot that goes into that, and we're looking forward to it uh, we just want to see some smiling faces back in the ballpark again. Absolutely. In fact, I want to point something out. People may not realize this. In 2019, between all the events that went in the ballpark, games, uh, events, charities, football weekends, 280,000 people went to Medler Field Lebrano Park in 2019. I don't think a lot of people realize that, Scott. No, there's a lot that goes on. Um, at the ballpark, and we try to tell that story as much as we can. Obviously, the spike season is the you know the the bread and butter of the year. But between uh, Penn State baseball games with our great partners across the street and here and, and downstairs and upstairs, but with Penn State baseball, uh, the Fourth of July events that we're we're used to hosting at the ballpark every year, charity walks, five Ks, uh, private functions, and so forth, we're. We're very proud to showcase the ballpark as much as we can. And, you know, one of those things I'm proud of is the amount of charitable functions that we do have at the ballpark and the amount of money we're able to work together with organizations in the community to raise. Right. The season ticket and flex books, those are now available for people to to look at and get involved with right now, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, You know, I know it's, it's a different world we're living in these days, and... We're keeping a very close eye on COVID-impacted potential restrictions and regulations for us. So uh, we got a keen eye on that. We're going to adapt. We're going to be agile. We're going to ask fans to understand and work with us this year because, you know, for example, the capacity restrictions may change from one month or maybe one week to the next, and we want to be able to uh, instantaneously react and adapt to that so that we can, first and foremost, safely, safely, host spike games back at the ballpark also start times you wanted to li- you always are listening to your fans one thing I'll, uh, when I'm at the ballpark it's not only people who talk to me but I see you talking to people all the time over time they'll make a lot of suggestions to you one of them was start times so discuss how you've adapted the start times to fit what people talk to you about well, we, we listen, like you said. We put out surveys to our fans to get feedback on what they would like to see. We also are very analytical, and, and we ran the numbers, and we looked at you know, the length of game times. Game times, on average, I think went up like 18 or 19 minutes on average over yes. the last few years. Mm-hmm. So we were running up against uh, you know, fireworks curfews and so forth. And you know, I, I, see, I would see folks, you know, parents, literally carrying their son or daughter on their shoulder some nights at the end of the night while they're sleeping on their shoulder out of the ballpark. So we, we listened, and you know, we bumped up the weekday, Monday through Saturday games to 6.35. So that's 6.35 p.m. And I don't know how many times, Steve, I know you've probably heard it too. I don't know how many times I've had people come up to me and say, why don't you have more day games here? It's a beautiful ballpark. Right. We'd love more matinee action. So we listened, and we bumped Sundays up to 4.05 so 405 on Sundays. In addition, there'll be a couple other 405 matchups. One on Memorial Day, yep. uh, Monday, May 31st, and then also one on Monday, July 5th, as well. So we're uh, we're excited about it, and uh, we're putting together our promotional schedule. We're going to do fireworks on Saturday nights now, um, so you'll be able to come to the ballpark a little bit earlier, get home a little bit earlier, and not have to you know 
butt up against that 11 p.m. fireworks curfew. Right, exactly. And, of course, it should be pointed out, you mentioned uh, July 5th. That is the Monday Memor- uh, 4th of July holiday, so that's why the 405 start is being treated like a Sunday there at 405. That's correct. Yeah, and if you, if you look at the schedule, Steve, you'll notice that we haven't announced a game time right. for July 4th. Um, So behind the scenes, we're working on some things to make that entire weekend actually a a destination here at the ballpark. Uh, Working on some good stuff for the third and uh, potentially a really, really cool uh, first-timer for us for a 4th of July night game, potentially. And that's that's exciting. Uh, The promotional part, as you mentioned, you've been working and trying to plan for this. The fact that this was, that being in the league and being and knowing that it was going to be 68 games when it was announced back on, what I want to say, November 30th. Does that sound right, yep. right in that neighborhood? Yep. Uh, yep, that's exactly right. What did that do to help you and your staff as to how you wanted to play? Because they, at least before the schedule was announced, you still had a couple month advance to at least start thinking about how you want to handle 34 home dates. Well, to start with the number 34, it was essential that we get as close to the 38 home dates we had in the past from a business standpoint. That was a huge accommodation. That I mean, I give give Major League Baseball a lot of credit where they sat back and said, you know what, you guys are right. You need a business model. Well, it has to work. You know, it has to work for everybody for this you know thing to ultimately work it has to work for Major League Baseball. It has to work for our players. It has to work for scouts. It has to work for us as a business. And that's why you mentioned tickets. That's why it's important to still support our spikes. You know, we we went through the Save Our Spikes campaign last year, and apparently some folks took notice to how much people care about baseball here in Happy Valley. Yes. Uh, So we are excited, but at the same time, we are a small business, just like many, many other small businesses going through a pandemic-impacted almost year. It's almost been a full calendar year now, That uh, almost 12 months that the, the pandemic shutdown has really had a significant impact on local businesses and we're one of them we're no different than other folks so get your tickets now saveourspikes.com statecollegespikes.com you can call joe putnam he's man in the phones at 272-1711 you can hear his radio voice as much as you'd like (laughs) we couldn't be more excited steve um i can't wait to see you back at the ballpark either uh yeah i'm believe me i'm aching to get back in and put a headset on and let's get going here (laughs) as quickly there is nothing like you know, what we love about living here is that, yeah, I know it's snowing today, but the change of seasons here in the fall with with football and the excitement of the event that is football, and, and, and then there's, there's women's volleyball, and then there's wrestling in the winter, and basketball, men's and women's, but then we get to the summer, the spikes have filled that void here to sit in that ballpark with a little warmth around, looking at at Mount Nittany and and the food and just the event of it. I mean, it's, you're not 34 games. You're 34 events a year just on the baseball side of it. And they're all unique, and they're all different, and they're all fun. And that's what we're charged with right now the offseason is to make sure that we still bring that same fun spikes atmosphere back to the ballpark you know, outside of the baseball between the lines, which I, I do anticipate very interesting and quality baseball. We are going to have a roster populated by rising college seniors from across the entire country that have been scouted, identified as top-round projected draft picks that will go later that summer in the MLB draft, which will be in July now around the All-Star game. So right. I think it's going to be a lot of the 
same quality baseball you've come to know and love and a lot of the same fun promotions that you've come to know and love. To be honest with you, it might be a little better. And here's the re- and here's the reason why, Scott. In my just in my opinion, sometimes you'll have somebody that is uh, they decide to go out of high school. We'll get you know sometimes we'll see the nineteen twenty year old. These are going to be older players, right? You know for the most part because they're going to be rising juniors, seniors. These are going to be top picks. I mean, who knows how many first round picks we actually might see on the field because of the opportunity to play in this thing. I think you that's a that's a very important part of it and a very good observation and something I'm excited about is the fact that fans will be able to see players that are going to be drafted by potentially any team across the country. So rather than seeing current Cardinals players, you're gonna see future Pirates, Phillies, right. Orioles, Yankees, you name it. You you can see them and then who knows what they're gonna go on to accomplish in their career. There's also that should be uh, also pointed out that you know again the Geisinger Champions Suites Champions level. I mean, there's always that opportunity to be involved because those suites have been so important over time, not just to the the ball club, but I think to the people that use them. They love them, but there's also availability there. Well, you can tell you're a Spikes employee referring to it by the sponsor, <laughs> so I appreciate that very much. And I'm sure our good friends over at Geisinger do as well. But uh, And, by the way, they couldn't be uh, more supportive of it. Yes. We, we love us some Geisinger, that's for sure. And, and you know, we, we completely understand the situation in the world and what gatherings are and look like right, right now. You know, so that's that was one of the things I was trying to emphasize earlier is that we are really going to go above and beyond in terms of making sure that our games are safely operated from the moment you get out of your car, uh, walk through the gates. We're going to try to do as much as we can to limit, you know, physical contact, uh, sanitization of everything all the time. Um, so we're on top of that stuff. We're taking keys from our industry best practices, uh, things that have been learned through operating events in the pandemic already. So we just want to first and foremost make sure people feel safe when they come out to the games. Uh, also, uh, Extra Innings Club for events at the ball pl- uh, ballpark. Plus, you have the opportunity of 12 undated ticket vouchers for the price of 10. That way the fan has flexibility. Correct. Yeah, and I, you know, it might not be a better time to get season tickets right now because you know, here's an example current capacity restrictions limit to 10 percent you know so for us hopefully by come may that right. is significantly increased but if capacity is reduced you're going to make want to make sure you have tickets and it's going to be exciting and every person i talk to goes out of their way to express how much they want to get out of their house and how much they feel yeah. everybody else wants to get out of the yeah. house right now uh, any timetable on announcing the uh, promotional schedule? As soon as Joe Putnam finishes it up, he's got a lot of work to do. Um, so once he buttons it up and locks yeah. in a million different things, uh, yeah, we'll be able to get it out there. So it's really on all on Joe's shoulders at this point. Uh, <laughs> if you had said Petrozola, my confidence would have gone up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Joe laughing in the background. I can. I can hear him laughing in the background. <laughs> Uh, Joe Putnam, by the way, standing by at 272-1711. Exactly. <laughs> An operator is standing by. <laughs> Scott, just the fact that we're talking about this is exciting. I mean, I mean, just the fact that we're talking about it. I know it. You know, there's still 
a path to travel to get to this, but we're going to get there. But the, the but just the fact we're talking about it is exciting. We need all the good news we can get. Yeah. And our community is no different than others and maybe even worse off in some cases because of the uniqueness of Happy Valley. But there is a lot of folks hurting out there. And to be able to bring something back, America's favorite pastime, when the weather gets better and do it safely, we need that. We all need it. My friend, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, cannot be, uh, wait to be sitting there with Joe Putnam and, and, and watching all this unfold before our eyes and talking to everybody about it this summer. Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. Get your tickets, statecollegespikes.com or 272-1711. That includes, of course, Williamsport Crosscutters. Same story. Gabe Sidacropi and that great group there, they're going to have baseball this summer. 34 home games at historic Bowman Field where Matt Catrillo is going to throw out the first pitch. No? I'd be down for that. You see that Catrillo, little Luke out there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, he's right, though. But I mean, We all need to get out and do something, don't we? I mean, we, we really do. We all, I think all of us need to get out there and, like, like feel like we want to go and do something right now. Because um, right now the only thing we have organized is a sit-in outside the suit's office, but that's that's an internal problem. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. And look at Chris Beard. Well, this anger goes back to that fourth foul on McClung. Chris, look at how animated he is, and he draws a technical foul, and he's been thrown out of the game. He's going to get his pound of flesh here. Chris Beard is fired up. And he's still going after this officiating crew. Chris Beard, last night, not enamored with the officiating against West Virginia. As somebody who's broadcast a lot of games involving West Virginia... 
I can understand <laughs> why he would not be enamored with the officiating at West Virginia. <laughs> wow. A little emotional, a little animated. I wonder if the Big 12 will find him. Big that was definitely close to uh, Bob Knight action right there. <laughs> I mean, Big 10 would. Big 12 might not. I don't know. We'll see. But the. Okay. It's getting to be that time of the year where every game... Look, Penn State dropped one last night to Michigan State by two. Penn State has had uh, played 16 games. Seven of the 16 have been decided by five points or less. They're three and four in those games. And, again, they had a four-point lead with 316 to go and didn't hold it because they went the last six possessions without scoring. And I would say... Four of the six were just not good possessions. Now, the one where Jim called the timeout and Penn State's down two and they ran the play for Miles Dredd, man, you can't you can't ask for more than that except hitting the shot. You got exactly the action you wanted. You got one of your top three-point shooters that's hit that shot in the past, a wide, wide-open look, and he just didn't knock it down. That happens. Say this, Michigan State, though, is boy, what, what really ticked Dick Girardi and myself off last night was this. We don't think Michigan State's that good. That's the part that got us. Like, we look at each other. Like, this team is not good. And Penn State, which has been able to score 70-plus points in its sleep all season long, all season long, 70 points. They could rack up 70 points anytime they wanted. They've been in the 50s the last three games. And when you've got three guys like Myron Jones, Seth Lundy, and Isaiah Brockington, the three of them are your double-figure scorers per game. And between the three of them, they average about 41 points a game. Well, Myron Jones still had his, what, 15 last night. Uh, 13 of the 15 were in the second half. But Isaiah Brogdon and Seth Lundy combined for four last night. That's the part you sit back and go, hey. Now, they've got a game with Nebraska coming up on Sunday. That's not That's not just in the category of must win. More importantly, that's in the category of can't lose. And then you take your shot with fourth-ranked Ohio State at home. And then we'll see where everything stands in nine days. Those two games are going to be critical to whatever outcome they have in the season. All right, next half hour, Neil Kulong will join us on the show, talk about the NFL, and also we're going to talk a little later about Marty Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. 